All right. Welcome back to another edition of Ravens Online on Gatekeeper. And I thank you all for joining me for this late, late evening stream after the Baltimore Ravens defeated the New Orleans Saints 27 to 13 on Monday Night Football. Now, I see in the comments, easy win. It's not as easy as you thought it was. It looked easy because of the team that we were playing. But listen, a win is a win. I will take it any way I can get it. And also, I thank you for stopping by, Jane. Uh, Reverse says, uh, Lamar Stanley got into it. Shows they both care. Yes, they both care. Indeed. DDSQ says, we need a wide receiver one. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. What's going on, Rock? How you doing? Thank you for joining the stream. Listen, <clears throat> I know that I say this all of the time, but I really really mean it this time this is going to be a very very short stream we're going to get down to business discuss the game a little bit and get out of here because a lot of us have to work in the morning i know i do i have to get up like six hours it's not enough sleep it's not enough time hey baby girl what's going on jasmine thank you for stopping by and joining me danity i appreciate you for stopping by as well we got big reg in the house What's going on? What's good? Eh, I'm with you, bro. Don't get overly excited. It was the Saints. See that? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm. Uh, oh, I mean, listen. You can get a game ball who to whomever you choose to give a game ball to. But don't forget, likely dropped that key third down, which almost turned into an interception. He also dropped another third down ball as well. I mean, he had that one good catch, but. I can't give him a game ball because you've got to make those catches. And that one was right to him. So it's no excuse for that. One catch, two drops, but I do give him – listen, he ran a great route on that first touchdown. I give him credit for that, but he don't get a game ball. My man, Darius Simmons in the house. What's going on, bro? Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate that. We got Brandon Buck in the house. What's going on, Brandon? Nothing much. Listen, we're waiting for you to come back with that channel. We're waiting for you to show up and let us know what you think about these football games. But until then, I guess we'll take care of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, reverse. Uh, do the Ravens let go of Peters after the season? I hope not. Yes, they're going to let go of Marcus Peters because, as you can see, towards the end of the game, once again, Peters is a little bit too animated for John Harbaugh. He has a little too much passion going on. You know, uh, Harbaugh doesn't like for people to talk back. You know, he was upset. Clearly he was. He tackled a dude. He thought he had him out. And you have Chuck Clark standing there pointing at the ground instead of tackling him and making sure that he was out of bounds. Like, it's little things like that that, that Marcus Peters doesn't like. Listen, if you give all effort and it doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen. But if you stand there waiting for the refs to bail you out, it's something that we can't take. Yes, Danity. Oh, you can't relate. You're off tomorrow for Election Day. Well, wonderful you. I am not. I have to go vote and I have to go to work. So double whammy for me. Hopefully the is not that line. My man Dave on is in the house. He said, pardon my tardy. I was waiting to hear something new from the head coach. You know, it's going to be the same old spiel. You're going to say the same thing. You know what I mean? We got uh, Yolanda in the house. What's going on, Yolanda? Thank you for joining us tonight. Now, <clears throat> let's get into this game. Oh, no. First and foremost. Got to shout out my man, OTR Mike. Listen, if you have not yet already, head over and, and log in 
and watch my man open mic with OTL Mike, I'm guaranteeing you he's going to spit that fire. Listen, his latest episode just came out earlier today, speaking about the City Poly game. If you're from Baltimore or you know about this game, he speaks some facts about it. Now, at first, you know, I kind of was on the fence about what happened, but when he breaks it down and he speaks about how this may be the last time some of these kids ever play football again in their life, it kind of opens your mind up uh, to some of the things that happen. So go over there, check them out, subscribe, like, and share that video. <clears throat> Indeed, Davon, City Nights. City Nights. It's over east, but, you know, once a city night, always a city night. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Let's get into this game before y'all try to have me here all night long talking about this stuff. All right. So, once again. Baltimore Ravens defeated New Orleans Saints 27-13. Uh, game started out. Okay. So we starting out like this. My man Noah Driscoll with the $5 donation. Appreciate you, bruh. Appreciate you. Said, What's good? What's good? What's good with you, bruh? I appreciate this. All right. Let's get back to this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why my throat got dry all of a sudden. But. Game started off. It was a defensive battle. Uh, I give it to Roquan Smith. He set us up. He set the tone for this game. Just making tackles, flying all over the field. Listen, I appreciate that dude. I appreciate that the Ravens traded for him, trying to upgrade a position. Now, there's some other things that they should have done, but this was one of the good moves I feel that they that they actually did. Um, uh, I think he also set the tone for Patrick Queen. I think he... You know, Patrick Queen didn't really have that much of an impact of a game, but you could see him actually playing a little bit harder. And, you know, on the flip side, I think that's the same thing that James Prochet did for the wide receiver room. You get that one guy in there. He may not be a leader. He may not be a, a vocal leader, but the play on the field kind of dictates what everybody else does around him. And I think that's exactly what Roquan did for this team. Now, after the defense set that tone and kind of shut everything down, you know, Lamar kind of took over, and credit to where it's due, Isaiah likely ran a beautiful route. Like, he set that dude up beautifully. I can't take nothing away from him. He did, and Lamar hit him on that 24-yard touchdown pass. Once we got that touchdown, I pretty much knew the game was over. Like, you know, it, it's 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 New Orleans Saints, and Dennis Allen is not a good head coach. Um, Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback. He is now nine for 20 in primetime games. I don't know why he didn't, Dennis Allen didn't put in Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. It's just Andy Dalton didn't have it. And yes, Mike, you are correct. I normally have a gallon of water right next to me, but I think they have Gatorade. I need a little bit of Gatorade. Ah, excuse me. Thank you very much. <clears throat> All right, Noah says, uh, I'm going to remain lukewarm on Roquan Smith. Ah, uh, bro, how you going to be lukewarm on him? Like, he set that tone on that first drive. Two plays in a row. Stopped the first down. You know, he improves the defense. Now, we could have done, we, we done both. We could have picked up Roquan. We could have picked up a wide receiver. But, you know, we only choose to go defense. So, that's how it is. And, surprisingly enough, the defense – actually saved the day for us because the offense pretty much didn't do anything. Um, aside from our run game, especially in the second half with uh, Kenyon Drake, offensively, we didn't do anything 
technically. Um, Lamar, he put on his cape, once again carried this team to a win. What's going on, Shug? He said, what's up? Got D. Weezy in the house. He said, yeah, if Gatorade wants to sponsor the show, so be it. Let him. I'll take any sponsors I can get right now. Yeah, Rokon was a grown man amongst boys. I mean, he was just running around making plays, making plays. Yes. Yes, D-Jack is hurt already. But we knew that was going to happen. Listen, he went out there. He gave it his all. He actually opened up things with his speed. Like, he actually opened the passing game up with, with him beating those corners. But as we all knew, and as Mikey said, listen, that 36, 35, 6-year-old body isn't going to hold up. It's not going to hold up for the season. We all knew he was going to come in and get hurt. Nobody expected him to get hurt in the first game. And yes, Dave, he played nine snaps. Nine snaps, and that's it for him. I don't know what we're going to do with him, but it's just another person we can add to the injured list and probably we'll sign somebody else off the street. <clears throat> now, looking at the stats for this game, we have Lamar Jackson. He was 12 for 22 with 133 yards passing. Now, if I'm correct, which I'm really probably not because – and pretty much after halftime, I kind of zone in and out on this game. I think after halftime, Lamar had like uh, 16 yards passing, possibly. It's not It's not good enough. Like, that's just not going to get it done. I know that we are all proud of this win. We're happy. We're 6-3. and three. We are tied for third in the conference right now. Yeah, tied for third in the conference right now. But this isn't going to get it done. We're kind of playing down to our competition. And, yes, keep that same energy sports talk with Justin P. Hey, make sure you go subscribe to my man, talking Ravens all day, every day. Check him out, see what he got going on. It's not even – bruh, come on, bruh. It's not even Grinch stuff. It's the truth. We are playing these lesser teams and we're playing down to them. But, listen, we got the win. We third in the conference. Buffalo lost yesterday. So that gives us a leg up on them. Kansas City's not looking all that good. So, listen, with the games we got left, we possibly may not lose again this season because we really don't play anybody. And that includes Pittsburgh and baby hands. What's going on, Dan? Yeah, I, could, I, I couldn't stay focused on the day. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't. Um, once again, Lamar, like I said, the passing, he really didn't do too much after halftime. But we really didn't need to because we ran the ball pretty well. Listen, Kenya Drake took over after halftime. He just decided that uh, I'm going to get in on some of this and get some yards because at first, up until the middle of the third quarter, Lamar was our leading rusher, and Kenya Drake just did his thing. Um, he also had two catches for 16 yards, and that's a problem for me. And I know, Justin, you know you only want to bring the good vibes and talk about the good stuff, but Kenya Drake and James Prochet were the only two receivers – or pass catchers that had more than one catch. That's it. James Prochet and the running back had two catches apiece, and those were the highs. Uh, you know, that, that's a problem. That's going to be a problem once we play good teams. Once we get to the playoffs, this is going to be an issue. You know, we could take these little small wins. We can take these more victories, but let's be real. Saints are missing some people. The Saints mission, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, their best corner. They had some third stringers, some rookies out there 
we should have been able to eat. Yes, passing game was horrid, horrid tonight. And listen, your man, y'all's man's Mike, your boy. I hate to say it, but the guy that y'all said was wide receiver one and better than Bateman had one catch for five yards. And if we aren't technically scheming up trick plays, we're not getting it done. We're not getting it done with Devin Duvernay. You know what I mean? Like, if we don't trick play for him, he might have a good contested catch here or there, but consistently going out and beating somebody, Devin Duvernay ain't that guy. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, and this was supposed to be Likely's takeover game. But once again, he showed he's not ready for prime time. You know, good, great. Listen, great touchdown catch. I take nothing away from that dude. But if that ball would have got intercepted off of his hands that bounced off of his chest, you know what I mean? And you're right, he struggles. Like he, he's just not it for a full game. And yes, <laughs> yes, Project Pat had, Slot Pat had more yards than Devin Duvernay. Albeit it was only two yards, but he still had more yards than Devin Duvernay. Your fullback can't have more receiving yards than your number one wide receiver. But hey, you know, he said, you bury in the lead, pro should let the team in catches. Yes. Yes. James, listen, James Prochet led this team in tackles. I don't want to hear nothing from you, Brodney. I don't want to hear nothing from you on Wednesday about James Prochet ain't that dude. <laughs> but let's look at the defensive side. Listen, credit to Marlon Humphreys. He was all over the place. He had five tackles, two assists, and a sack. He was up there. Get, listen, Chen Wu, yes, the defense did that. I, I said the defense dominated, bro. The defense dominated the whole game. But once again, look who we were playing, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton shouldn't, shouldn't even be in a league anymore. But, listen, you can only play who's in front of you. Thank goodness Dennis Allen is their head coach because if Sean Payton was still their head coach, we might be talking something a little bit different. But defense was good. And, yes, Roquan played amazing. Like, it didn't show up in the stat sheets. He had two tackles, three assists, but his presence, his energy, just flying all over the field, that changed the complexity of the game. And like Yolanda said, I love what I saw from the defense too. Listen, we got a lot of money invested in that defense, a lot of money. And it's time that that they came and did what they're supposed to do. I know we have some injuries. We're still kind of not in sync with everything that we're doing, but we need to get better. We need to get what we're paying for, so to speak. We're paying a lot of money to shut these teams down. And every time something happens, we keep adding more and more money to that side of the ball. So, you know, what are you going to do? And yes, Queen didn't play bad. Queen didn't play good, but Queen didn't play bad. I mean, we didn't call him for anything stupid. You know what I mean? He got away with a pass in the first call, but it is what it is. And... Marlon is tied to sacks with OA. I mean, what what is listen? I'll get an OA later, but what is that really to say? Like, it, listen, OA OA is working on it. OA's always working on it. We've been saying that for eight weeks now, over six and three, nine weeks now. We've been saying he's gonna get it together. He's gonna do his thing. We just need something else. No, Ajabo didn't play. They left him out of this game. And for good reason, because he may physically not be ready. They're getting him, they're getting him through the motions 
of practicing and game planning and all that, but I don't think that he's ready to come back in and play just yet. <laughs> Not just yet. <laughs> all right, listen. So um, with that being said, you know, uh, do y'all think that we – do y'all think that we really have a good team? I want to know what y'all think. Do you think that we really have a good team? I mean, I know we're, we're getting wins. We're piling up wins. But don't forget, we are playing a fourth-place schedule. And we're playing it for a reason because we were the last-place team in the AFC North last year. Now, some of it's us. Some of it's the schedule. But I don't. I just. I just have yet to see us put a complete game plan together. I have yet to see us offensively and defensively do what we wanted to do. Do what we needed to do. Because let's be for real. I know a lot of y'all right before halftime, when uh, New Orleans started making that drive, it was like here we go again. Here we go again. The defense has had a ten point lead in every game this season, which is like a re NFL record. They've had a ten point lead in every game this season, and they've blown a lot of them. And I know everybody got scared, like, oh, here we go again. And, yes, Benjamin Victor still didn't get – listen, Benjamin Victor ba barely played. And that's with a depleted wide receiving core. So I think that tells you a little something about his skill level. You know, we keep him around, but he just can't seem to cut it. I mean, I like Benjamin Victor. I think we need that height, but I just don't think he's good enough. Uh, Yolanda says, I think our team is developing nicely now to put it all together consistently would be great. And that is that is the key consistency. And that falls on a head coach. We don't have consistency because we don't have a head coach that's consistent. We don't have a head coach that still to this day after 15 years knows time management. Like He still struggles with time management and challenges like, bruh. Get it together. If you're not sure, don't throw that challenge flag. Because in the second half, we wasted like two timeouts in a five minute per less than a five minute period. Luckily, we did not need them late in the game. And yes, Davon, if they'd have stuck with Taysom Hill, it'd have been a different story. Because Taysom Hill was giving us the business. I think he ran over. Who did he run over? He ran over uh, Owe. He ran over Marlowe. Like we just, hey, we had no answers for him. I think they should have put Jameson, just let it fly after a certain point. What you got to lose? I mean, Dalton's already mucking the game up. I mean, we just said, I think Lamar is a hell of an eraser to have on the roster. There are a lot of holes on the Ravens roster and coaching philosophy. Most definitely. Most definitely. Listen, we are a winning franchise, but we have a lot of deficiencies. And Lamar covers up a lot of them. Listen, without him running it early on, we don't take that lead. or We don't keep that lead. Without Lamar, with those broken plays, listen, it was a play, what, he fumbled the ball, picked it up, ran around through it, and almost completed it. Like, athletically, that dude is amazing, and I don't think that the team sees it. And we're going to fumble around, upset him, because as you can see on the field, he's getting highly upset. He's yelling at people more. He's slamming the ball. Lamar is getting frustrated with everything that's going on with this organization. And then him not getting his money. And the team offensively not holding up and having to see every day that, hey, Lamar did this. Lamar only threw for this because this is what I think out of nine games this year, this is possibly game six, six or six or seven that he's had under 200 yards passing. Six, probably six. But yes, and that's and it all falls on him now, being that he doesn't have the weapons, being that 
maybe the game plan didn't work out the way that it should have, he's still at fault. Anything that happens with the Baltimore Ravens is Lamar Jackson's fault. And he's getting a little tired of it. Darius says, I'm saying on Twitter, likely is better than Pickens. Of course they would say that. Listen, we make any excuse as to why we don't need something. We make any excuse as to when the team didn't make this move, we didn't have to. We have Isaiah Likely and his sticky fingers. Like, <clears throat> he's going to catch everything going. What's going on, G3? It says the defense is horrible when they play soft coverage at the end of the half, and they do it all the time. And they do it all the time. It's because Mike McDonald's just not prepared. But once again, we are lucky, we are lucky that we are playing these bad teams. Emphasis, what's going on? Says we're mid. If we're a good team, fans wouldn't celebrate decent wins against bad team. Facts. Facts. And we celebrate like it's 1999. We celebrate like we really did something. And today was the first game that I think we won by more than a touchdown. And once again, that's because they had Andy Dalton. If they didn't have Andy Dalton and they had a halfway decent quarterback, we may be talking a different game. But Hey, once again, you can play who you, you only can play who they put up against you. And yes, Olave was not listen, Olave was not cooking us a little bit. And that brings me to another question. Another question is: would you all have given up Kyle Hamilton, Jordan Stout, and Charlie Kola to draft Chris Olave? Because he went number 11. He went three picks in front of Kyle Hamilton. Would you have given up draft picks to take Olave? Because I would have. Listen, that team has nothing over there. And he was just eating us up. He was turning Marcus Peters around. Listen, he was taking their lunch. Me personally, I'd have traded whomever on his team to have gone up to draft him. Because we damn sure could use him right now. And, uh, nah, listen, I can't say it was half-hearted. He tried to – I mean, it was the angle that, that Peters was coming at him – why he didn't get him out of bounds because it was the angle, but it was still on Chuck Clark after that to make sure. No, you did not hear a whistle blow. You did not hear one whistle blow. So you're supposed to play to the whistle. Chuck Clark didn't. Chuck Clark stood there pointing at the ground. Like he stepped out. He stepped out. And that's why Marcus Peters was so mad at the end of the game because he's like, yo, you play through it. You play through the whistle. You didn't hear nothing. And you let him score. And luckily, that really didn't come back to hurt us. Let's see. If your offense doesn't score points, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You have or how you how good they play eventually. Great offenses fight offenses find a way to score and win a game when needed. Yes. And that's the only thing that we're talking about. The only thing we're talking about is later on, because everybody, listen, everybody's talking about what's going on right now. What's going on against these sub 500 teams? We're talking about what's going to happen in the playoffs. Because once we hit the playoffs, we're not going to play them. In the playoffs, we're going to see Tennessee. We're going to see Miami. We're going to see Buffalo. And believe you me, they're not going to have offensive performances like this. They're not going to have cornerbacks that play like this. So it's just some things we need to clean up. Can we be a great team? We damn sure can. No doubt about it. But it's just certain things that we need to do. Now New Orleans is a bad team. I think when you come into a, a game with a 3-5 and five record, it doesn't mean that you're good. If you're two games under 500, it doesn't mean that you're good. I'm just saying. Yes, Yolanda, hit that like button for this late night stream. 
because we're not going to be here that much longer. Not at all. We're not going to be here. Yes, Dandy. They're three and six, and Andy Dalton is their starter. So maybe that means that they're good. Maybe this is some bizarro National Football League where three and six is actually a good record, and that makes you a good team, even in a horrible division. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Oh, what's going on? We got lunch break, hot taking house. Listen, if you have not already subscribed, go over there and check those brothers out. Dope content. If you like what I'm doing, their stuff is even hotter. They also got Ring Kings with OTR Mike. Like, subscribe, check them out, buy some merch. I'm telling you, it's definitely worth it. All right, <clears throat> what we got next? Let's go with the good, the bad, and the ugly. So for me, the good, the bad, the good would be the time of possession. The Ravens chewed up that clock. They had two scoring drives of 11 and 12 plays that took up seven and a half minutes apiece, which pretty much ate up the first half. They scored two touchdowns, pretty much put the game away. That way, defense can't say it was tired. We did everything we needed to do. What's going on, Zeke? Zeke Hokage, hottest name out there. Thank you for stopping by, bro. Thank you for stopping by. All right, listen, I don't know what's going on in the chat. But listen, once again, everybody just be respectful. Everybody can have their opinion. You can believe something different. Be respectful. That's all I ask of y'all. All right, now my, my bad. My bad is the discipline of this team. The defensive lapses, the things that <laughs> the things that we constantly seem to go through, the John Harbaugh and the, and the time management mistakes, it's that point in the season where we can't say it's week two, it's week four, we're just getting certain things together. It's, this is These are the things that we have to, have to get a hold of, and we have not already. My ugly, my ugly is going to have to go with Lamar's accuracy. Um, this is not the first game, and he missed four throws a day, and I think two or three of them may have been touchdowns. I know he missed Demarcus Robinson twice. This is something that needs to be corrected. Once again, throwing for 133 yards, throwing for under 50% is not going to get it for us, and Lamar knows it. You know, I mean, he's clearly frustrated, but showing your frustration and actually fixing these issues, two different things, and I just think that if we weren't playing lesser teams, this may be a bigger issue. But since we're not, people are going to gloss over it because, once again, Lamar is Lamar. Lamar is all pretty much all we have on offense. I heard the commentator speaking about, yes, Lamar leads the team in rushing, but the other guys are averaging five yards a carry. What they didn't mention was they're averaging five yards a carry because of Lamar. Without Lamar, they don't average that. Without Lamar, they don't get those numbers. But Kenyon Drake, end of that game, he took over. He took over. And I take nothing from him. So that leads me to my offensive and defensive players of the game. And, of course, my offensive player is going to be Kenyon Drake. He had uh, 24 rushes, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. And a lot of those tough yards came in the second half when we really needed to grind a clock out and make sure that the New Orleans Saints didn't come back. He also had two catches for 16 yards. He did his thing. My defensive player of the game and my all-around player of the game is going to be Justin Houston. Old man Houston is out there doing his thing. I don't know 
where. I don't know where he went to. The, listen, bro. Nobody said Houston was street meat. Nobody ever called him that. Get your facts right. Nobody said that about him. Get him straight. But anyway, he had two and a half sacks and an interception. I think that little break he had did him some good. But we need to keep him fresh going forward throughout the season. I think we can't have him be pretty much our only pass rusher dominating everything because he's going to break down. We're going to miss him for the playoffs. We need Owe to step up. I don't know what the heck Owe's doing. He may be just running around getting some cardio, but he needs to step up. But defensive player, Justin Houston, all the way around. He may be the team MVP so far going, going forward. <laughs> oh, listen, don't joke. Don't joke because they may they may drug test them tomorrow. Don't be surprised if they drug test them tomorrow. What's going on, Sharon? Thank you for stopping by. Says Lamar needs a wide receiver now. OBJ is available. Do you think they'll go after him? I don't think that they'll go after OBJ. Um, he's a little bit too expensive. And for me personally, I don't think we need more injured people to the team. Like we have enough people with injuries, people going out, people who've been injured coming in the season. I don't think that we need that. But more importantly, the Ravens aren't going to spend that money on offense. Jim Wu says, no, get T.Y. Hilton. Why, why would we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we get T.Y. Hilton? This, uh, my man Deshaun said uh, the other day, Friday, he said it's about OBJ. He said the carcass or the corpse of OBJ. Why do we want that? So why would we want T.Y. Hilton? T.Y. Hilton couldn't even hold up last year. <laughs> last year. Why would we do that? Yes, always been getting held since week one. He's the only person in the league that gets held. He's the only person that the refs don't call it on. It's just something about Owe that he has an excuse for everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just always – it's never always fault that he doesn't make a play. It's never always fault that he misses a tackle. And somebody said the other day that he leads the league in pressures. Um, let me know how that works out when he goes to renegotiate his contract and he tells the team, well, I'll lead y'all in pressures. And they ask him what about sacks, and he says, "No, I lead you in pressures." Let me know how that's going to turn into a, a new contract for him. I'm just saying, it's just a question. <laughs> yes, we're not going to forget the pressures. It's, it's so it's so important. You know, that's a that's an excuse. That's a pass rusher's excuse for not getting to the quarterback. Hey, I didn't get that sack, but I got that pressure, bro. I mean, he completed the pass, but I was in his face. Yes. Oh, yes, Wheezy. That is spot on. Oh, it is the 2022 Prochet. Fans love him. But I'm not, eh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Owe has talent. It's just that he has not put it together. Prochet, Prochet's talent is limited a little bit athletically. Owe has the talent. He has the athleticism. He just, uh, he just, I don't know what he's doing. He just doesn't. He just doesn't have pass rush moves. He's never developed them. This team's not helping him develop. Um, I mean, OA is good for analytics. OA is good for analytics. I mean, but you know, they're gonna make excuses for him as to why this man has one sack through nine games, even though we drafted him in the first round to get sacks. And <laughs> yes, Yolanda, you keep saying he's working on it. We're at week nine, heading into. Week 10. And then after the bye, it'll be week 11. 
So are we going to say this until the end of the season when Oi finishes 17 games and two sacks? Are we going to say he's still working on it when he has 26 tackles on the season? It's just, it's just a question. Yes, all day Prochet. Where Raven Ron at? I need Raven Ron to see this. Prochet two for 22. Sounds like a McDonald's meal. Two for 22. He got his money today. He had that critical third down catch for a first down. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get into my rises and my fallers. My rises, of course, Justin Houston. It's just like every week that you think that this man can't get any better, he does. He raises his level. He's constant with the sacks, the pressures. He's getting the turnovers that we wish that others that are much younger would do. Um, also, Kenyon Drake, a lot of us, including myself, thought that Kenyon Drake was done after leaving the Las Vegas Raiders. I didn't think he had much left in the tank, but he's coming over here and he's showing me something. He's showing me he wants to keep this job. He wants to be around. He is earning his money, whereas the others who are injured are not. We don't know when they're coming back. We don't know what we're going to do with them, but at least we have Kenyon Drake in the fold. Now, I'm going to also give a shout out to James Prochet. I've said it before, I said it again. I like Prochet. Athletically, he's not that gifted, but he tries hard. And I keep saying, he's getting open. He's just not getting the ball. And I guess this time Lamar was like, listen, I've got nobody else to throw the ball to, so let me get this ball to Prochet, which he did. And I'm glad that he did. Let that man get his shine. Let that man get his receptions up. Let that man be talked about because, listen, he's trying. We all, listen, Chen Wu, we all want him to be great. We don't want Owe to fail. We don't want Owe not to progress as a player. Anybody on this team, listen, I don't care if you think I like Patrick Queen or not. I want Patrick Queen to make plays. I want Patrick Queen to get better. It's just that they're not doing it at a place where they were drafted. It's not commensurate to the position that they were drafted in. You can say, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. That's not why that person was drafted in the first round. He wasn't drafted in the first round just to do this. He was drafted in the first round to take over position lead it and take it to new levels. But unfortunately, we've got old men free agents that are doing it. Um, as far as my fallers, I'm going to go with Devin DuVernay. For him to, to get his opportunity to be wide receiver one, one catch for five yards. What is that doing? What is that, what is that doing for us? Exactly. Year two, so not year one, so you can't sit here rookie and make that, make that excuse for him. Yes, Devin DuVernay, one catch, five yards. Pat Ricard, one catch, seven yards. You had less yards than your, than your slot fullback. And what does that say? Um, another fall off of me is going to be Justice Hill. I don't know if he's still injured. I don't know if the coaching staff is losing trust in him, but he had four rushes for 11 yards. And come second half, they didn't even give Kenyon Drake a breather. They just left him in and was like, bro, this is you. Just on you. I'm not we're not putting Justice Hill back in the game and letting him run the ball too much. So I don't know what's going on with him. It wasn't high on Hill at first, but beginning of the season he showed me something. He ran hard. He did his thing, but I guess he's reverted back to his old self. Um another faller for me is gonna be Chuck Clark. Uh right now, I don't know if Hamilton is on his mind, him being with another team, but he's just making mistakes getting penalties, uh, that play where he just didn't finish and just looked at a guy run right past him for a touchdown, inexcusable. It's just not something that you can do. 
Like, it's just not something that you can forgive. And I see why Marcus Peters was very upset. I'd have been upset too. Like, bro, what are you doing? That could have cost us the game. Um, Morgan Moses. And we were in a, we were in a discord uh, joking that Morgan Moses is a, is a op for, for another team, which he might be. Because his penalties and just some of the stuff that he does just makes you shake your head. And everybody thought that when we picked him up, oh, that was the solution for that right tackle. And he's not. He's not. Like, even when Lamar was running, Lamar's like, yo, get out of my way. What are you doing? Block somebody. He's just standing there running in place. But we'll see. We'll see. Sharon says, do you think the reason we don't have a wide receiver is because Giro can't scheme up a passing game and Hobbs knows his, this weakness? Um, that's a twofold question to me. Um, it could be true. I mean, I know Harbaugh knows that his his uh, offensive coordinator has limitations. I know he does. And I just think that he feels like, why would we waste talent on somebody that's not going to utilize them? But then on the flip side of it is, one, if you get that talent and he doesn't use it, you know that you have to move on from him. Or if you know that he's that bad, why are you keeping him? But, yeah, they know that he's not that guy, and they don't want a wide receiver because if they get if they get a DeAndre Hopkins, if they get a Stephon Diggs, and we falter in the playoffs after that, now it's on Harbaugh. Now it's we have the pieces to get to this next level, and we just can't seem to get there. So you can't say it's talent. You can't say there's injuries. Now this falls on the head coach, and we know self-preservation is his number one attribute. And he's going to do everything he can to keep his job. So that's why we have certain injuries. We have non-signings so that we have built-in excuses later on when it doesn't come to fruition. Ah, what's the Discord? So the Discord is, um, if you sign up to my Patreon, if you look inside the chat, it'll it'll show the Patreon is uh, patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. It's a perk that you get where it's, it's a kind of closed network where we discuss a lot of stuff. We discuss football. We discuss life. We just end up tripping. Sign up and find out. If you don't like it, you can always leave. It's not a long-term commitment. Just come on in and see what's going on. But we have a, we talk a lot of stuff in there all the time. So if you feel so inclined, sign up for it, test it out. If not, you know, it's all good. Danny says, maybe it's fi a lele season because Moses looked like – you would think that, and we all thought that before. When he went in and played left tackle and he didn't look half bad for being a project right tackle rookie, the thought was, okay, we're going to move him over to the right, especially when Morgan Moses hurt his heel. We thought that he was going to come in, take over that spot, but they put Patrick McCarry in there, and they never brought him back. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what this coaching staff does sometimes. Like, they just – do certain things that are head scratches and it's never for the better. But yes, not before. Yeah. We just extended Makari. So, but my thing is Makari is a utility player. He goes anywhere on the line. So why not keep him in that utility role instead of have him come in and play right tackle, let Fileta get this, get these reps, get this practice, especially during this time when um, we're not playing anybody when the competition level is pretty low and he can still get that game experience but not have that much pressure on him because technically we should beat all of these teams anyway. Yeah, that guy. All right. 
Yeah, are you talking about the Discord? It's where <laughs> it's where I say nice things to you all the time, bro. All the time. All right. Sign up for the Patreon. You won't forget. You won't regret it. Like we listen, we chill in there all the time, day and night, sometimes 24 hours a day. But like I said, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. And that's right, Yolanda. I'm always nice to Suge. Always with positive things to say. And sometimes it's just about life. Sometimes. Eh, he might be in a doghouse. You never know what Hobbs. Like, you never know what he's thinking. Everybody could be in his doghouse. And he'll play them sporadically. Because there are times when people are up there lighting it up. And then they won't play again. Or they just take him out. Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> Zeta B says a couple of drops, a couple of bad throws, and play and bad play calls at times will hinder this offense later on. It will, especially in the playoffs. And this is what this is all about. And this is the problem that I have. And I know Justin was like, hey, we can get onto that negative stuff um tomorrow. But that's my whole thing. My whole thing is never about the regular season. We're always gonna win during the regular season. We're gonna have unless something happens to Lamar, we're always gonna have a winning record. We're always gonna be in contention for the division. It's just that when playoff time comes and teams slow things down and kind of limit your weaknesses, that's when we have issues. So that's what all this is built for for me. This is what I talk about for, for the most part is strictly the playoffs. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, you know, that's our guy. That's our guy. <laughs> um, shout out to Lamar for – Throwing his 100th touchdown tonight. Also, Lamar is has become the fifth leading rusher as far as quarterbacks go in NFL history. He did it in only 67 games, which is also an amazing feat. Um, props to him. Uh, just need to work on that accuracy a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's his uncomfortability with the receiving group, his frustration with the organization, but to me. Sometimes it seems like it seems like Lamar is is disengaged from the team. It seems like his his mind isn't normally how it is and focused uh, strictly on football, focused strictly on the game. I don't think he's actually in the moment at times because there may be other things on his mind. Who am I to say? But it is what it is. You know, um, this contract situation in being franchised may weigh heavily on his mind because as a fan, it weighs heavily on my mind. Like I think about it. <laughs> I, I think about it uh, constantly. Like I'm always having some conversations with some of the patrons about what is Lamar going to do next year? And if he leaves, what are they going to do? What am I going to do? Um, are we going to stick with this team or are we going to follow him? If he leaves, my thing is, listen, I hope y'all like other teams content because Whatever team Lamar goes to, that's what I'm going to report on this channel. I'm sorry. I'll talk Ravens news, but it's mostly going to be Lamar Central. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, Danny, he does not seem focused at times. At times. Um, he's he, he's distracted and unhappy. Like, it's, it's a relationship where you do everything for the relationship. You give your all. You sacrifice. Um you put them first, but then when it comes to reciprocation, they don't do that for you. They kind of push you to the back and take you for granted and kind of put others in front of you. 
because there's no way we should have any discussions about paying Roquan Smith before we pay Lamar Jackson. Like, he is our end-all, be-all. He is our everything. All right. Now I want to get into this, this Frank Wright situation. I'm not sure if you are all up to speed on this, but what happened is Frank Wright got fired. And he has been replaced with uh, Jeff Saturday, the ESPN analyst, former Colt, former center, no head coaching experience. And I thought to myself, it's not, you know, it's not not good. Of all the interim head coaches you could have used that you actually went outside, somebody that's on your coaching staff right now, and you brought in a former player. Um, what actually got to me was, when the owner, Jim Ursay came out and said, uh, the one thing that I like is the fact that Saturday does not have coaching experience. So he won't fall into the line of analytics and all of the things that other coaches fall into. So the reason, the reason that that upset me was because that is the excuse that they always give the blackhead coaches. We would have hired him, but he doesn't have enough experience. He doesn't have enough time calling plays. He doesn't have enough time doing something that their Caucasian counterparts don't have to do. Now, you have Reggie Wayne on that staff, um, Cato June's on that staff. You have a couple of uh, Kevin Mawai, Hall of Famer, Kevin Mawai, leader of the NFLPA, the president of the NFLPA at one time. He's not black, but he's a minority. Um, you have all of these coaches with coaching. I looked up the coaching tree. It's some coaches on that staff with 20 years experience. And you could have hired and you could have promoted any one of them because theoretically they may just be here till the end of the season. So you did not promote from within, but you went out and got a former player that had just the other day said, listen, the Las Vegas Raiders stink. They are a doo-doo franchise. And guess what? Guess who they play Sunday? They play the Las Vegas Raiders. So now you got to stand across from that coaching staff after you didn't just talk smack about them and look them coaches eye to eye. But this is this is one of the problems. And, and you're right, the, the nepotism. This is this is the same thing that happened to Flores. Like, I mean, come on. And they wonder why we have an issue. They wonder why we speak up about these things because you blatantly are showing your hypocrisy. You're blatantly just saying, look, I'm going to hire who I want to hire. It doesn't matter if you have experience or not. I know what I like, and I like someone that looks like me. And I'm going to hire someone that looks like me, somebody that I feel comfortable with, somebody that I can have a conversation with and not have to worry about saying the wrong things. I can be my unapologetic, authentic self. Whether it's racist or not, I can be me around him because I know him and I know what he stands for. And yes, <laughs> yes, he had with no offensive place called experience. Like, come on, bro. Yes, you coach high school. How, you, that's not even college. That's not even close to the NFL. You know? And you write Danity in Carolina. Send Booker's packing on express train. Listen, black coaches will never have that luxury. Um if you if you look deeper into it, you'll find out that they always have an excuse for a black coach. They always dig up something. 
oh, well, in his past, or, you know, in circles, they say that he's like this and he just doesn't have leadership skills. How do you know what this man has? People are going to talk. I mean, if I want that, if I want to be that the head coach of this organization and I know the homeboy over there is in contention for it too, and I got the ear of the person hiring, I might say something negative about him so I can get the job. Who knows? But they don't care nothing about that. They just, you know, they want to have their own. And to me, as, as I can get upset about it, um, I can feel a certain way about it, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You, you, you're a billionaire. You made your money. You want who you want. And for me, the Rooney Rule, it was a, it was a good placeholder for its time. But what good is it really doing? Like for me, for you to force someone to interview me and bring me in front of you to kind of hit that dance monkey dance and you know i'm doing my little dance for them when in the back of their minds they're like yo i'm not hiring that guy i'm not hiring that cat luckily the same thing happened with um mike tomlin mike tomlin he just got one of those hot he got one of those interviews but he thoroughly impressed the coach there i mean the owners he thoroughly impressed them and they had no choice but to hire but out of those situations how many times does it go our way how many times do they say you know what he is the most qualified even though I don't want him sitting at my dinner table with the rest of us, he is the most most qualified, and I'm going to hire. And you're right, Davon. Jim Caldwell. He led. Listen, he led the Lions to a, a ten and six record in the playoffs, and they fired him, and they haven't been back since. But yet, and still, they keep hiring these horrible, horrible Caucasian coaches that barely can get four wins in a season. He helped lead us. He helped us win a Super Bowl, being our offensive coordinator. He took our offensive talent that we could do nothing with and took us to a Super Bowl and changed the dynamic of it because we were doing things that we weren't doing before. So, you know, um, what's his name? Kango. What's the dude with the Kango? Uh, I can't remember his name. But he was a Pittsburgh officer. Head coach of Tampa Bay last year. He had to step down just so Todd Bowles could get a head coaching job in Tampa Bay. I give him credit for that, but it shouldn't have to come to this. Like, we shouldn't have to have people do favors and move on. Bruce Arians, thank you, Jose. Bruce Arians, he had to move up. He had to move up into the front office for him to become a head coach. Like, what's that all about? What is that all about? But hopefully, one day we'll get to a place where we no longer have to worry about this. All right. Um. On a lighter note, I guess I want to say shout out to my homeboy Ferris. Um, LBHT Dynasty Football League there were two undefeated teams left I was one of them Ferris was the other last two unbeatens 8-0 going head to head and he, he put up a good competition but I smoked his ass I smoked so I'm the only undefeated let's go let's get it I just wanted to say that I'm sorry Um. okay so Next week. Next week is our bye week. I know. I'm sorry. I had to do it. <laughs> What's going on the grave? That's a joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. I had I had to do it. I had to do it. I smoked him. Listen, it's, it got so bad. First was apologizing to me before the game even started. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just had to get that out. I just had to get it out. 
Yeah, you know, I'm take this one time to gloat. Take this one time to gloat. But so um next week is our bye week. It's not much, not too much going on really. So I would just like for y'all to let me know in the comments if you may, what you want a video on. Cause I'm not sure if I'm gonna I'm not sure if I'm gonna live stream next week. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I may, I may not. I'm not sure. So let me know if you want a video on something in particular. I'll make a video on that. You know, we can go off of there. Right now, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. If not, you know, it's flowetry. It's getting late. Nobody is really supposed to be here. Especially not me. But yes. It says the backlash on likely is wild. Lamar was off. It happens. Listen, the backlash on like he dropped he dropped the third down pass, bro. That almost got picked off. That that sounds to me like it's warranted backlash. He dropped another pass on third down. I mean, you can't do if you're being called upon to make plays. If you're the one that's supposed to be leading this wide receiving core at this point with Andrews out, and you don't do it, listen, it's a position you put yourself in. This is a position Ravens fans put young players in. We like to elevate these young players as, as franchise saviors. And then when they don't do it, we get upset. Of course we're going to get upset because you told me three months ago that Isaiah likely was the number two wide receiver for this receiving core and he was going to save everything. He didn't do it. It's a position that you Ravens fans put him in because I said early on, he's okay. He's not that dude. He's going to make his plays, but he's not that dude. He's not that guy that's going to go out here and make the plays that we need when we need him to. But he had a good touchdown, taking nothing from him, you know? And, yes, his blocking is improving. You got to give him credit for that. Listen, I can nag you when you do something wrong, and I'll give you credit when you do something right. His blocking has improved some, and that's why he's out there a little bit more, because if it hasn't, you know, Harbaugh would not be putting him out there. We says, don't act like LB's crew. Don't know I'm awake. I'm always awake. Someone will always be there. Yes, indeed. Somebody's always in there, Discord talking or doing something just to let y'all know. All right. That sounds like this is about a good time as any to wrap her up. Unless y'all got something else to talk about because I really don't. I just want to go to sleep. That's all I want to do. Unless y'all got something to say? Nothing? Going once. Going twice. Sold. All right, y'all. I thank y'all for dropping by, hanging out with me on this late evening stream. We got up to 55 minutes. I didn't want to be here that long. But what are you going to do? And listen, if you don't know, this week, this week, Black Panther 2 comes out. Make sure you check it out. Because I know I am eventually. One more hour. No, no, sir. I got to get up like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, sir. I was only supposed to be here for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Now, if Engraven wants to jump back on and go live, all for it, my brother. I'll put, I'll put the AirPods in and I'll listen to it until I fall asleep. So, you know, let them know if you want to do your thing for the wee hours of the morning. But as for me, I will not. And just to let y'all know, no, sir, not 30 more minutes. No, no, you, like I said, <laughs> no, you're not done. You got so, listen, I know you got some stuff to talk about. You can continue this conversation on about Isaiah Likely. 
and, and Lamar in, in these passing numbers. It's two subjects for you right there. You know, you can speak about it more eloquently than I can. So go out there and do your thing. Forget it, right. Do your thing. So if you haven't, which I'm sure you probably already have, go check out Engraver's channel. A lot of dope content. Raven's number one YouTuber, the man, the myth, the legend. Make sure y'all check him out. But as for me, I'm going to just let y'all know. Wakanda forever.